I was observing the pain in my body while while I was sitting and I was learning through, through this method that ah I had pain in my shoulder ah but now it's gone and oh I have pain in my leg ah but now it's it's gone so so by observing my body I was really learning that ah okay pain is coming and going and so are situations in life Hustle, meditate, repeat. This is your podcast about the journey of two friends trying to balance professional success and practicing spirituality. Get ready to be inspired in practical insights and uncover the profound connections between our inner growth and the world around us. Hello, everyone. It's so nice to have you back here on the Hustle, Meditate, Repeat podcast. I'm happy to see my smiling co-host Maria here and uh, yeah we have a new episode planned for you and, and Maria will tell you about the topic. Welcome everyone long time no see hello Josh <laughs> I missed this a lot um, first episode recording this year and we had a long break and we did some stuff some very exciting stuff during the yes. break, which we are yeah. very eager to share. And the first on the list of um, many possible topics for the podcast this year is Vipassana <laughs> meditation. Fireworks. <laughs> I think we're already making it sound much more exciting than it is. <laughs> um, so Josh and I both did Vipassana meditation in uh, our lives. And I just did mine before the new year. And we thought it would be very nice and interesting uh, to share our experiences with each other and with you. Yeah. And um, I mean, mine was already back in... I think 2021 or 2022 but um yeah now we both have this experience and we're really keen on sharing like what we went through what we learned from it who, who it is maybe for who it is maybe not for um and i will start by asking a question to you maria and this is um maybe you can explain to our listeners what actually is vipassana and who do you think needs it and maybe also did you have any kind of important question for you? And, and would you think you even need that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I first heard about uh, Vipassana, I think, like six, seven years ago. Um, and yeah, from a few people at the same time. And basically, it's um, a retreat, so to say. Um, it's a meditation retreat. I mean... I don't really like the word retreat because <laughs> it implies something else, uh, but it's a program or yeah, a meditation program where you go to a Vipassana center and uh, you stay there without leaving and you kind of promise them many times that you're not going to leave. Um, you completely surrender to the process and you spend 10 days meditating the whole day. And uh, I know that uh, there are many different traditions of Vipassana because actually Vipassana is not um, a name of a center itself. Vipassana translates as seeing clearly from the 
Pali language or Sanskrit. Well, one of one of the ancient mm -hmm. languages. Um, and there are kind of various techniques that could lead you to seeing clearly. And the Vipassana we're going to talk about is Vipassana in the tradition of Goyenka, who was a meditation uh, and spiritual teacher from uh, Burma. Now it's known as Myanmar. And <clears throat> yeah, he established these centers first in India and then all over the world. Um, and you can easily find them in your country or anywhere else. Um, these centers hold these 10-day meditation sittings um, yeah, numerous times a year, and the whole concept is donation-based. Um, so that's yeah. kind of in a few words just what it is, and I can say why I went. Um, Actually, yeah. for because yeah, maybe maybe one uh, addition. I think what I've heard is that Guyanka found this practice because he had headaches. I think he had really bad yeah. headaches. He yeah, was trying true. to cure these headaches with a lot of doctors, and then through this method, like people told him, please use this meditation method, um, and then I think he cured his headaches with it. That's yeah, why. that's true. That's true, and uh, he was quite high up um in the well he wasn't actually in the government but he was a businessman yeah exactly. and he had the money so he actually went to japan to the u.s to europe he tried to um cure his illness and then yeah nothing helped him except this meditation and then uh i know that his mother became sick mm. and his parents lived in india and this is why he traveled from uh burma to india and he started and originally he just set up this course for his mother but their friends came by and joined the course and then everyone said oh please do it again do it again do it again and then they grew exponentially so many people wanted to join that yeah his disciples kind of started opening the centers um all over the world mm -hmm. and uh next sunday the 4th of february there will be a 100 year anniversary since his birth so it's actually quite recent like this Wild. technique and the centers are quite recent um yeah this is something actually uh i didn't expect uh i didn't know much about goyanka when i went i have to say and as if you listen to our podcast about my yoga teacher training you know that i don't like to do too much research because i get too anxious and i like to overthink things so if i decide something i'm like okay, i'm gonna do it and i'm not gonna research too much um and you just so go yeah I just go for it. I didn't know so much about him. And it was really surprising for me to find out like what he looks like and um, how he is because the, um, this, this technique is taught from his audio and video recordings. Yeah. Uh, so they try to keep it like as original as possible. And they, they show you his video and audio recordings. Yeah. So basically um, every, every yeah. night, right, you have this like, you have the whole day of like 10 hours of meditation and then every night you have this like sitting where you just listen to to his to his video i think sometimes also with yeah. his wife or and, yeah, she's and just it. sitting by his side always like looking like she's asleep oh yeah. she's so cute <laughs> uh, just just to understand like how yeah, yeah where, where his philosophy yeah. comes from and what what his thinkings are um and yeah um Cool. I mean, there is also a teacher present at every course, but it's more like a guide. So yeah. 
um, I think in case, for example, the tape breaks and there's no audio, the teacher can provide, I think they know it off by heart, you know, the technique yeah. and the audios, but uh, the teacher is generally there just to guide and to answer questions. Yeah. And something else to say, like before you begin these uh, 10 days of meditation, you arrive to the center. The center is usually, I mean, it's always uh, out of the city, I think, from what I've seen. It's yeah. never in the city. It's in the nature. Um, women and men are separated and generally you're not supposed to see each other. Sometimes you can see each other in the meditation hall, uh, like just a glimpse, like on, on the side. And then you give up your devices. You give up your phones, your tablets, any device. You give up your books and you give up any uh, writing materials as yeah. well as any food that you have. And any drugs and any, or any cigarettes. Well, yeah, any, 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 any kind of drugs, yeah, yeah. Um, or herbs, anything else. And yeah. then you also give up your speech. You give up um, your ability to communicate. And uh, yeah, this is a silent uh, retreat. And also you're not supposed to... Uh, gesture at people look them in the eye so yeah. the yeah the whole concept is you're pretending like you're completely alone for 10 days and not even inter not interacting with other people not looking at them not writing not reading you are just alone with your thoughts with your body with your emotions everything that comes up uh yeah so i think by this point people may be asking like why <laughs> why, why would you ever fuck? do that like yeah you pray like did you get bored living in Berlin? Honestly, <laughs> just go party. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh, why did you go? Do you remember? Uh, what why was did your... I go? I mean, for me, I think it was really, um, it was about my panic attacks at that time. I think I was yeah. fresh, fresh, or more, a bit more fresh in 2019. I was having my little burnout with the, with the company. And I was still on the path of like recovering from, from panic attacks, from anxiety. And I did a lot of therapy already. And I think Vipassana was one thing many people shared that they kind of um, had an experience where they uh, came closer to themselves to cure this. And I think the second thing was like, I was coming out of my bachelor's and I wanted to make decisions on like, where do I go? And I didn't want to have the, the clutter, you know, from all the people and were around me and, and the world and everything I really wanted to go deep within to see what to see clearly like you said where my path is at least for the for the next step yeah. what about you I felt somewhat similar in terms of um, you know seeing my path clearly and not being influenced too much by others or just by myself even because my ideas and thoughts can change so much but as i said first time i heard about vipassana was like many years ago and uh, a number of friends and uh, my ex-partner also did it uh, but you know back then i always thought oh you need a really big reason to go like you really need a question this like um kind of life-changing question existential um in some way and I kind of was waiting for that question. And then I was going through some hard times in the end of the summer last year. It was very, yeah, kind of depressive for me. 
And then I just kind of remembered about this practice. And since I'm in the yoga community, like you hear about it a lot, people go there or just talk about it. And I signed up for a waiting list for Vipassana that was taking place in August. And then I didn't get onto that waiting list because uh, generally, um, yeah, you really need to sign up the day the registration opens because it's extremely popular. The, the, uh, the number of seats is limited and many people want to do it. So usually if the registration opens at 8 a.m., then like by 10 a.m., everything is already booked and there's only waiting list. So I didn't get on that waiting list, but I still kept the intention of going. I was like, yeah, I think it's time for me to go. I have some questions. I have some big questions. And so I signed up for this Vipassana in Finland. And um, mm. yeah, it was very, um, it was really quite interesting because I signed up for it in September or something like this. And only when I arrived to Finland on the 12th of December, I realized that I came there in the darkest time of the year. And it was in the north, like towards the north of Finland, I had to um, take the train and then drive. And it was really remote, like in the snow. Um, no city, no people, just a lake and a hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, wow, there's going to be no light. And I realized this. And uh, yeah, it was very interesting to see myself not only in this um, internal or rather external silence in the sense that I don't speak, but also the nature was silent. It was dark, it was snowy, there were no animals. Mm. One time there was a bird. One day a bird came and everyone was outside like looking at the bird. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I remember with me it was also like very, very chill from the from the nature, but we had one day we had a storm. There was even like a tree falling. So it was wow. one day was really um wild outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um during the process, my perception had changed in a way that I don't really think you need the big question. Mm -hmm. I had this idea that you really need a big question to go to Vipassana, but honestly, I think I would recommend it. Maybe it's a bit premature, but to almost anyone, because the big question I had got resolved in like day one, essentially, mm -hmm. day two. So in order to solve my my struggles and find an answer to my big question. I didn't need Vipassana. I just needed some silence. And just being mm -hmm. alone for a day already made me feel, ah, oh, this is what I really need. Ah, oh, this is how I want my life to be. Oh, this is what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And this was like a completely intellectual level. Like the answers were already there. And I just needed some silence, which is so hard to achieve in the city. Um, and then like much deeper layers started to open up during the last the other nine days and honestly i think it happened in the beginning of day two and then i was sitting there and i was like well what else should i figure out and then it just kept coming um yeah so i think that whatever your questions are right now um if you have the time and if you have the opportunity to go i feel like it can be worthwhile for anyone yeah. But I also feel like I'm kind of giving it uh, a conclusion before we even started talking about it in depth. True. Yeah. So maybe let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, so how did you find it overall? Like, can you just give a description of your overall experience without like dividing it by days? Yeah. A summary. Hard. 
really really hard um but also very uh, very deep and very transformative at least for for some time i would say um i don't know if if i deeply feel the effects still but for at least a few months um i definitely felt felt the effects and for me the beginning like being really just with myself with my thoughts not looking at anyone not having any social dynamics it was hard like it was really hard and i was really thinking like i go crazy like i can't i can't stay like I, every day i was going to the teach and i was like um ismet i think he was called ismet ismet i don't know if i can stay i don't think i can do this <laughs> i'm not made then, up for this and then he was like joshua you are fine i was like really he's like yes i was like okay <laughs> then I stayed because you have one like once a day right you have the session where you can go to the teacher and speak with yeah them. yeah um so this was this was what I did for 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 most of the days and then I mean from day five on I felt I felt this really deep 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 peace and and being in the moment and like no mind no thoughts no nothing um for for five days and, and then it was magical and then I really had this kind of I mean I've let go of relationship in the end I I saw myself as I really am with the negatives with the positives and I kind of think I learned to to know that I'm not as important as I think and this is oh, what yes. what made oh, yes. my anxiety stop because I felt like you know, we, we all we all went there and we also I think the toilets, I don't know if it's for the women, but the toilets for the men are um that you you're just very close with each other. And I think it depends on the center because we had toilets in our rooms when they were sharing room. Like I was sharing room with just one another one other girl. So Yeah. And we didn't have that. So we had like central toilets and because we had the same rhythm of eating and the same food. There was a lot of like rhythm of like going together to the toilet. And so you were listening to each other. Um, and for me, this was so deeply grounding because I was like, we are just all people and we all go to the toilet and we we all like make noises in the toilet, you know. And and I don't know, it, it just really was like, what is it about you that you think like you have to have any kind of fear or like judgment or fear of failure in the end we're just all people and we're all on this path and and you're just like one of them i wouldn't say that this deep learning is 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 staying now but it really made me so calm and um yeah it, in the end i was just really connected with everyone and and um, very very present yeah. in the moment yeah. I love what you said about being connected to everyone because it's so amazing how without communicating with people for 10 days, you feel mm. so close to them. And I had the same. In the last day, you can speak. You break the uh, this, you end this uh, oath of silence on the last day and they give you time to speak and to share your experiences. And honestly, with like every single girl, we had so much connection and Somehow we went through all these hard things during this 10 days sitting together. And with the girl with, uh, that I lived in the room with, we were like bonding immediately, like exchanging numbers. And it felt so much like the sisterhood. 
and chatting with everyone you know it felt like after 10 days of silence you don't you will I will not want to chat and I kind of didn't want it to end and I didn't want to talk to people but as soon as I started talking to them I really love these people and their yeah. company yeah. and what also was funny is also like during the 10 days of silence I was observing people I was kind of breaking the rules and I was looking at their faces and I was interested and I sometimes I thought I'm doing something wrong or like they're looking at me or like this girl doesn't like me. She always looks weird when she looks at me. She like doesn't like me. And then when we started speaking, these people completely transformed and they were smiling and they were so mm. lovely. And I'm like, wow, it's not about me. Like, it's not about me. It's just people live their life and they have their thing and no one cares. Like, just yeah. chill out, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like maybe her face was weird because we had lentils and then her stomach was cramping or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You make all these assumptions. Right. And for me, there was even like all a, little, the time. a yeah. little story and a little conflict I had because um, you need like, I don't know how it was with you, but, but we needed to make a rule on how we keep the window if we keep it open or close. And we should have done that like before when we could still already or still speak. Yeah, we did that with my neighbor. So we made a wait this like. Um, packed that we keep the window open but then the problem was there was strong wind and my bed was exactly like in the current right from the wind yeah. so I had like this really strong wind in my face and I couldn't sleep um, and then I closed the window but then my neighbor reopened it and so there was a bit like this okay shit um, he actually needs it to be able to sleep to be open and i but i couldn't tell him like sorry but it, it's really not not possible for me oh my god yeah so so on the third day um i was going to the teacher and told him like hey i think i need i need to change rooms because he needs the window open and i i can't you know and then the guy was like okay he will find a different person who is fine with having the window closed um, and then I had I did this whole move, and for me it was a big thing. It was so big, you know, that I thought like, oh shit! And what do all the others think? You know, who yeah, saw I me Yeah, I mean, moving? considering you have social anxiety as it is, that was such a big, yeah, like le not even lesson. I don't even know how to say, it, but it's almost funny how you are the person with social anxiety, and you get this uh, episode that really triggers your social anxiety, as if it's telling you like, look at me, work on me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the end, it was all fine. You know, in the end, like nobody cared about this, you know, and if I would think that somebody would move, I would be like, OK, something is happening, but then it's fine. And then I go on with my own process, you know, and yeah. this is really this was really um, very, very interesting. Um, and, and we were even resolving that conflict step by step with with my other flatmate who I, who I moved out from to we held each other the doors open you know and sometimes we we took our um our clean our dishes and brought them away you know just to to show that we're, everything's we're still, okay yeah we're still, yeah, we're still friends, still friends. <laughs> oh it's so important for us it's also you know this vipassana it's, it's so much about like us as social creatures and how important it is yeah but um like for me it was also really really hard like really hard um one of the hardest things i've ever done i think but also so rewarding and so yeah. beautiful and so interesting and i still think about it and you know that it was there's just such profound um truth in this whole process and even philosophies that came up that um you know i also find in books and in in movies and i feel like it helped me really shape my um 
vector and my kind of qualities in life that I really value um, and values in general. Although I knew my values, but it, it really just highlighted how important it is for me to be in community, how important it is for me to be kind to people, to be compassionate. We also had this like little inside things, like there was this woman who was coughing so much and she was, oh my God, um, bless her. And uh, you know, there are these hard sittings on day four, there are these hard sittings where four, four times a day you're supposed to sit and you really shouldn't move. You like try your best not to move. Um, and it's, it's difficult, it's painful physically, of course there's pain. and. Uh, yeah, and in these hard sittings where there's complete silence, nobody was moving, this this woman, she was really coughing her lungs out. And, you know, the first few days I was like, what are you doing coming here sick? Like, you're going to make me sick. Why are you sitting next to me? Oh, why are you even here? And also she was one of the volunteers. And I was like, oh, you're cooking my food and you're coughing into my food. This is unacceptable. If you're sick, you should stay at home. <laughs> and they, And then as days went by, I was like, oh, my God, she's suffering so much, you know, like, obviously, she doesn't do it on purpose. She's also probably embarrassed. And she thinks, oh, what is everyone thinking? And she doesn't want to cough, but she just really cannot hold it in. You know, maybe she got a bit sick. It was also like minus 15 degrees. We were snowed in and it was cold. And day by day, there was this compassion coming in. And that was so um, important for me. Um, and then there was also like this door that wouldn't close and the people were banging the door. And then again, you would think, oh, why are you banging the door? We're meditating here. Like, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, as days go by, you're like, well, the door is just not working properly. It's how it is, you know, just let yeah. it go. The yeah. door is the door. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and maybe one, one other thing as well. I mean, this big teaching was the anicca anicca right like the law of per of impermanence and i think um i didn't get it before in my life or i was I, I think i was really trying to hold on to good situations you know and sometimes i also felt that if i was suffering when i was suffering i felt it would never be over mm -hmm. and through this method through the sitting and and i think what vipassana essentially is is just like going through your body like a body scan with in a combination with a certain breathing technique um i was observing the pain in my body while while i was sitting and i was learning through through this method that ah i had pain in my shoulder ah but now it's gone and oh i have pain in my leg ah but now it's it's gone so so by observing my body i was really learning that Ah, okay, pain is coming and going. And so are situations in life, you know? So are like, if you're going through a breakup and it's hard, then it's hard, but it's going to be better. And if it's good, then if you, it, it will be over at some point to be good. It, yeah. it, of course, you don't want that. But if you accept that, then you're like, okay, that's that's just life and you have periods where it's hard and and, you, and you'll get through them and then you have beautiful periods where it's amazing but they're also not forever and i think yeah. um this like what is the word like gleichmut in german equanimity equanimity ah, equanimity yeah Equin um perfect equanimity yeah <laughs> yeah some of these phrases are going to be stuck in my head forever i think yeah 
Um, and I think this one is is really what I tell myself, maybe even on daily or weekly basis. It's like when I feel bad, I'm like, it's okay, and it's gonna pass. Mm-hmm. And when I feel good, I value like, wow, it's really good right now. But also be prepared that it's maybe not gonna stay forever, and be humble, right? And don't value like, oh, it, I'm and we greatest. also value it more, right? Yeah. Like if something really beautiful is happening, like oh wow, I just really want to be in this moment because it's not gonna be forever. I can't be on my phone right now and I can't be thinking about the future. I want to be in this moment. And I think it's beautiful, like you said in the beginning, you're not sure if the uh, things you learned in this practice are still affecting your life. But from what you just said now, we can see that it it does. It still affects your life in like a very subtle way. It's just something you learned there that you're now using on a daily basis, basically. True. Yeah. Yeah. And there were so many of these awesome, beautiful um tiny moments for me like with the pain and how everything goes by because i really saw it as um from a physics perspective and i actually really loved this practice because i felt like it was quite well it's quite it's quite scientific i mean the lectures of goyenka were rather spiritual but generally i can really see the way how it has a science base to it and why it's effective and generally like you need all of these 10 days because you are learning the practice step by step. So it's a continuous process. Um, but really on the level of physics, you know, like everything is changing. If you look at an atom, it's never still electrons, like everything is moving so fast. And in the end, in the quantum level, you don't even know if the electrons are there. They just become this electron um, cloud. Like everything is in constant motion and if you think of energies they're constantly moving from potential to kinetic back to potential to kinetic and this is something you know i grew up with um as something fundamental like okay these are the laws of physics and this cannot be changed and wow how cool that my consciousness my thought patterns they also represent these laws of physics and i even thought on one of the days um that my thoughts are like um, cloud chamber or like Wilson chamber, this this big uh, device. Uh, I think it was Wilson chamber was first made by Wilson, a physicist. And basically it, there's like some condensed liquid in there. Um, okay, I'm not going to go into details because I'm going to get it wrong. But essentially in this camera, you can see the trace that different particles leave. And uh, you can see that an alpha particle leaves this kind of trace, like it, it, like a little comet, and a uh, beta particle leaves a different kind of trace. And this is how you can visualize uh, background radiation coming from space. Mm-hmm. And this is how I felt like, ah, this thought is like alpha particle and like it decays very quickly. And then this thought is this different particle. Wow. And it was amazing because I think in the, ne- the same day or the next day, Goyenka actually referred to Wilson Chamber in his lecture. And that's, I also really like this about him that he was quite a um scientific guy like he not scientific but he's very well educated and he knew about wavelets and i think in the first lecture he was like everything around you just wavelets like wow quantum terminology you have my attention now (laughs) sir because usually i'm also very skeptical of this yeah um, but yeah, exactly. Anicca, like everything comes, everything goes. And yeah. it really helps you look at the crises in a way that like, I feel like for me now, I'm also 
you know, Vipassana didn't solve my issues. I'm still in this crisis. I have more answers now to what I want to do next, but I still have to take the steps. But it's making it like an adventure. Like, okay, I'm in a crisis right now. Um, I'm not sure what I want to do in the future. I don't know where to go. I have these pressure points and these limitations, and this is hard and this is hard, but let's look at this as a puzzle. Let's look at this as a Sudoku or, you know, like how can I solve this and have fun? Um, and yeah, I feel like I definitely have less depressive thought right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that since Vipassana, I had like a depressive day, although during Vipassana, I had a super depressive time and, uh, yeah, like for me, it was really, really, really hard. Um, and what you said that for you, like on day, since day five, it got much better this is something that other people also told me and this is something I was expecting so when on day five and on day six I was still struggling I was still in pain I was still like having this depression and then anger and then all these feelings coming up I was going to the teachers like something's wrong with me you know when is the bliss gonna come when is the peace gonna come and she's like now no 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 like don't have expectations for some people you can go to these practices for years and years and years and still feel the pain and still feel like it's hard. For others, you go and on day three, day five, day seven, it gets like really blissful. Yeah. So already like coming to an advice, if you uh, think of going, don't have any expectations. Be, be yeah. prepared to work, but don't expect it to get easy at some point. Don't expect to suddenly float above your body and stop feeling any pain. That's not the point. No, feel, yeah. embrace your pain, you know? Yeah. Even, even though it was really nice. <laughs> I, I have to say that, that really like this, this fifth day where I was like sitting there and was like, oh God, I, I, I cannot stay here anymore, you know? And it's, it's going to be the last day. And I, I know, like I have to, I even made like strategies on how can I escape, you know? And like, which doors do I have to take? <laughs> how, can I, how can I take my stuff with me? And where am I going to go? And how can I get my phone? Or who, how will I get to this friend? You know, I, I was in Cologne and like a friend was hosting me so I could come to her after. Um. Yeah, and then I was just sitting in this meditation, you know, and then at this one point, it, it it was this, and probably you can also explain this from a from a physics kind of perspective, where I just didn't feel my body anymore. I just felt like pure, pure energy, and everything was just like vibrating, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I was like making, opening my eyes, and I was like, shit, oh, are you still here, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah. wow, this is amazing, and then just closed back my eyes, and I, and I held myself again, and and yeah, and then I, I wouldn't say it came in every meditation, but from then on, yeah. I really felt like this little child. And before the first five days, I had this film of my life, all the things where I felt like, oh, there was pain and there was suffering and this relationship broke and you didn't work out with your company and whatever. And then after this, the second five days, it was about like, wow, but these relationships are here and these people are present and this is what, 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 is, what, what went well in your life and what you can be thankful mm -hmm. for. And then overall, it, it gave this picture. But but funnily, you know, funnily enough, when I went again to Vipassana here in Berlin in a sitting, I was expecting the same. And then it was just just horror because I was maybe it was because I was expecting it. Right. Because I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to do it again. And then it's going to become blissful. Yeah. And the first time you worked five days, 11 hours a day to get there. Right. Yeah. And then you were just expecting to come in, like getting your coffee in the morning, coming in. And then yeah. like, OK, I'm ready for bliss. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think in these five, you know, in in the in these in the first vipassana in these ten days, I think I was not was wasn't even expecting it anymore because I was like, it's horror. I can't be here. <laughs> it's it's like uh, I'm with my thoughts and and I can't. I couldn't also sleep this one night. I was like, oh my god, you're gonna have a panic attack because you need your sleep and all these kind of things. And sometimes I was even going to the toilet. I was like, hello, I'm still here. <laughs> just, just, I was saying it to myself. You know? Hello, it's me. <laughs> yeah. And then it was... It was oh, really I also amazing. talked to myself a lot. And I was also singing a lot of Britney Spears for some reason. <laughs> I was like, baby, can't you see? And then my, my, my neighbor would come into the room. And then I would just sit there, like, pretending to meditate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, and also... These... But I needed... A re- it's, it's like needing this reality check. I can see... I can really feel this. Like needing this... Uh, I'm not going crazy. I'm not going mad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Um, and then what I did, like when... On, on After the fifth or sixth day, we had this like... We had this storm and then there was a tree falling. And then with this like childlike innocence of no thoughts in my mind, um, they, they said like, you shouldn't go to this tree. And I went to the tree and I played with it. <laughs> I was like going over the tree, going under the tree, <laughs> breaking some 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 sticks. And I was like, ha, 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 ha I should know. <laughs> I also felt that, you know, like for me, uh, it was really up and down. Like I would say, mm. you know, like days like um, four and six and eight were very hard. And I really wanted to go as well. But then days five and seven and nine were like really beautiful. So it was always yeah. up and down. Um, but I also really embraced this childlike uh, curiosity and the nature is so amazing. Like I love being in the nature, but there were things I learned about um, winter nature that I never knew about. You know, you can play with a tree in the in the winter because when it's frosted and there's fresh snow, I realized that um, and just uh, to say we had like very limited uh, grounds for walking. It was very limited. It was not much walking that you could do i know in other retreat centers it's different different but there was really not that much fun um but if you blow at the tree um then parts of that ice melt and you can make like different pictures just with your breath i was like whoa and i literally spent like an hour just standing there like and then i made a really and then i was really waiting for a day when it would get a bit warmer so the snow will become a bit more moist and I could make a snowman. That was like, what, like you know, my, my dream. And this was also something I was really, um, it was a desire of mine. So, yeah, yeah. you know, Vipassana, you know, like also causes you misery, misery, like really, really desiring something. So then the day came and the snow was wet and I had a big lunch and I went outside and I jumped into the snow and I was sitting on like on my knees for like an hour. My Basically, like my coat froze to the um, ice and I still have some and I ripped it off. There's still signs of it. But I was making the snowman and in the process, I realized, no, like it's not going to be a snowman. It's going to be a little kitten. And then I went to the forest and I found like little pieces of trees and and um, everything to make the kitten very beautiful. So I made the ears and then I made the uh, like eyebrows and I made the eyes and then I made the nose and I made the whiskers and then I made like little little paws with little nails. And, and it was and it was on this. Um, I, I made like a lot of space for it. So it was kind of a small kitten, but very detailed. But it was standing also on this um, pedestal. Like, I don't know how to call it. On a ice mountain. Um, and I was really proud of it because 
I saw people's reaction. This also made me learn so much about myself. Like I loved giving people these emotions. I was not supposed to interact with them, but I saw like my neighbor and some other women coming past the kitten and smiling. Mm. And like one of the women was always tearing, almost tearing up. And I felt so good, not because I was proud, but I just generally felt really nice giving people these emotions. And I felt like I was communicating with them through the kitten. So then I leave the kitten alone. I'm very proud of myself. Like, wow, this is the best piece of art I've ever done in my life. Too bad I don't have a phone. I, I just go to make a circle, which takes like three minutes. I come back and someone st stood on it and it's completely ruined. It's like completely mm. destroyed. Mm. Someone just Shit. was like stamping on it. Shit. And, and for a moment I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? And then because it was already like day six or day five, you know, it was already in the process. The second thought comes, Anicca. I'm like, okay, I have to let this go. I'm like, okay, this, I, I cannot be attached to this kitten. I have to just let it go. Yeah. So I let it go. I'm like, okay. It was there for a bit, and then it's go, and now it's gone. And I was also collecting uh, every day on my walk after lunch, I was collecting some, like, bits of the trees, um, and I was stashing them in a little corner, like, one for every day I'm here. Because these were the longest 10 days of my life, and yeah, same. I was really, I was really waiting to go out. I really wanted it to end. And you know, I had at that time I had six like sticks, and I was like, okay, only four days left, four days left. And then I thought, non-attachment. So I took all of that stuff and I, I went around this forest and I just threw it everywhere. Like I don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah. It was very liberating. It was very liberating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had I had so much fun in the nature, and it was also very new to me and maybe forgotten feeling how i can be completely alone in a place that should you know give you boredom and i did feel bored a lot of the time but at the same time there were moments where i had fun and like wow i can just have fun with myself like i can just yeah. look at my name yeah. and it could be fun yeah and yeah. that's this like childlike uh curiosity but you first yeah. have to let yourself be bored before you can then become curious yeah and then i had some nice podcast ideas <laughs> as well yeah amazing and uh, coming back to this what what you said already is that you said like and i meet me as well like we we still have our issues we still have a, a few of our problems right and and we also still go to go to therapy so so i'm curious like is vipassana a replacement vipassana uh, a replacement <laughs> for therapy is it is it something we can we can add on with with ther therapy is it something yeah, which goes goes hand in hand with each other, or, or how do you see that 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 whole theme? I think that these are different things, and I actually feel that my vipassana was um, so useful to me because I am in therapy. Like, I think it's useful to anyone. I don't want to also diminish anyone's experience. I have no idea how useful it is for other people. Just for me, I feel like the fact that I'm in therapy helped me a lot because when all those feelings came up, I sort of knew what to do with them. Mm. And I had a lot of retrospective. I had some blocked childhood memories coming up. I had a lot of like school bullying and just mm. hard experiences coming up. And also the whole Vipassana experience felt a lot of like my boarding school, you know, like being in a place that I cannot leave, not having my phone, not being able to speak and, and counting days until I can go home. That really represented my 
um, first year in English boarding school rather well. So I had a lot of re-traumatization or this like trauma coming up. And I'm grateful that I have the tools from therapy. Like I also had this almost panic attacks, like my body was vibrating and I was really scared and I was also opening my eyes and I was breathing like really quickly. And I really felt like I was going into a panic attack. And then mm. I was like, okay, just keep focusing, just keep breathing. Mm. And I think that if I wasn't for therapy, it would have been much harder for me. And I also feel like a lot of those realizations or reflections, like I would not have been able to kind of grasp and to um, process and then to somehow apply to my life. Um, so I think for me, like it was definitely useful. And I also feel like it's hard to compare them. Like, I'm not going to say therapy is the winner or Vipassana is the winner. I think that they come together. You know, it's like, uh, like one girl said in my um, sitting, she said, Vipassana is like therapy on speed. It's like in the 10 days, you go through so much stuff that, you know, there was some stuff that came up that I never mentioned to my therapist. And then during Vipassana, I thought, hmm, I really should mention this because I forgot about it. And I had you know, all this time and space for these memories to come up. Um, at the and same seven. time, yeah. yeah. You go. Um, I felt also like if I didn't have therapy, I might not have been as stable to really withhold all of this and really stay. Like, I don't know, I don't know how it would have been if I didn't have therapy, but I feel like maybe I would have left. Uh, or... I really had the fear of going insane or like having psychosis. I, I don't think I'm prone to psychosis, but I think mm. that for people who maybe are prone to psychosis, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Um, so I think like it's useful for anyone, but it's more useful in my experience. If you already know yourself a little bit, if you already know how you react to certain things, how you can calm yourself down, you know, like I was really hugging myself a lot, taking warm showers because I know it works for me. So this is a deeper exploration of yourself. So you kind of have to trust yourself a little bit. And in this sense, I think therapy is a great tool to help you start. Yeah. And what is your take on it? I mean, some people even say that it's it's like, it's also like a psychedelic trip, right? Like similar kind of experience. Um, and I would also say that for, for me, it helped a lot because I was Googling before, um, like just before i went i googled a lot and i became a lot very, very panicked because i was like oh my god people go also tell negative things about it exactly what you said about psychosis and things like that and then yeah so that's why i don't research too much the stuff uh, before i go because i yeah, yeah now i know about this but if i had known i'm sorry for interrupting but just yeah. also because of my background because i yeah. work in neuroscience and it was already hard for me to um be there on like day nine because I knew these things happen and I knew like scientifically, like I really could, could become, I felt like I could see the line before uh, me and insanity. I didn't come yeah. close to it, but Same. I really felt like you could. Yeah. Um, and this is, I'm, I'm glad I didn't research too much about it. Yeah. But now and if you for listen me, to my... our podcast, you're going to know. Yeah. And, and my therapist, like he really, um, help me to to go through this process in advance and then also afterwards to to really kind of integrate 
um, the experiences you did. And this is like, I think with every kind of practice you you do, I think it, it also never re can, can replace therapy. I think it's really like something you do and then you make your learnings with yourself and then you as you said you bring them into your discussions and and ongoing kind of like work working prog process and you yeah like i noticed that i learned something within within this time and i could bring it into the sessions and we could like work with that um and and i think if i wouldn't have had also the this ongoing talks about it and the working with it um maybe i i wouldn't wouldn't be able to integrate it differently um in my life yeah i would say i would say it like that yeah yeah i also don't want to discourage every anyone from going i feel like <clears throat> i feel like when we get scared or when i got scared about becoming insane although i objectively know that i don't have a history of insane, like psychosis in my family or in my life it's also about this like ego detachment and ego being scared because i really felt like um right now i'm holding two of my palms together very close just for those who are listening and this is how usually my kind of ego and me like also my emotions and my true self feel like so i feel completely attached to my thoughts, to my emotions. And I feel like this is me. And what these 10 days gave me, they gave me this tiny little, like a millimeter wide distance between the palms, like very tiny, but just enough to observe, oh, that's not really fully me. I can still exist without this. And I don't need to be so attached to this all the time. And yeah, one of the theories I have is that the, the ego um the rational the, the part of the consciousness gets like really scared or maybe even the brain says like wow this is dangerous like come back like what are you doing and this is why this the, these thoughts of insanity come in like wow this is really dangerous i should not go further it's like with psychedelic trip as well because there's a point where you're afraid to go further yeah. but then if you go further you can feel this dissolvement of ego um this letting but I go think, basically yeah i i also think that if you um um have a history of psychosis then be very careful and always consult your therapist your psychiatrist your doctor before taking on these kind of practices because it can be very intense so yeah. also be careful yeah yeah but what do you uh what do you think like if you had to pick maybe one thing that you just learned about yourself through this process what would that be Just one thing. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I think the, the 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 this law of impermanence and me being able to to deal with it. I think this was one one learning maybe about the practice together with me. Um, but the learnings like completely only about myself um that i love chemistry i don't know you love chemistry <laughs> it, it was something like when i went to uh, in, in the Vipassana, it was like i went out of, out of it 
this was a, a big thing because I was going through school and through through my teacher and everything. And I was like, actually, you really love chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not a chemist yet. I know. It didn't change your career. No, no, no. Because it was like, yeah. So this this was really really important. That's really from... cool. It's like really going so deep into yourself to remember what you loved as a child and kind of realizing, oh, this really works for me. Like I really like chemistry. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> um. Well, I, I learned, I kind of knew that, that but, but I rediscovered that I'm very, very curious, but also that I kind of explore this curiosity of mine in, the, in my life in a slightly wrong direction. Like, I, I actually learned that I don't really like science. I'm a scientist, mm. yeah. I mean, if someone's listening to this episode for the first time, I've been in science for 10 years, and I've been working in the lab for eight. Um, and I don't really enjoy it. Like... You know, I, I know about myself that I'm, I'm curious and I'm sociable and I love people and I love learning about people and I love learning about myself through other people, through the reflection of other people. And yet I keep choosing a job where I am uh, sitting alone in the lab. And I had this idea that I've only been doing this lately because I've been doing computational stuff. But during the past, and I had time to go through all these memories, or actually, it wasn't intentional, you know, like you need to focus on your breath and your body, but the memories come up. So it's actually not me looking at the memories, but the memories are becoming available and asking for my attention. And mm. I remember that even like um, eight years ago, when I first came to the lab, my project for two years was sitting in this basement, super cold lab alone, working on this um, huge equipment that didn't work properly was self-made and I was alone 90% of the time and I don't like it and I was like why am I sabotaging myself I can be curious in in a different way you know um so that was very interesting to learn that actually I I um I don't like being a scientist but it's also a very difficult realization for me because that makes me think oof I need to change something in my life and those kind of changes are like very big um, yeah yeah like i love learning about the world but i don't really like being in the lab so yeah that was that was very um that's big yeah valuable insight yeah about me and and, and you know i also realized that i think i liked telling people i'm a scientist and getting a reaction to it more than i actually liked being a scientist you know being a female physicist and uh, getting that kind of reaction mm. that really satisfied my ego. I just, I needed it. I needed to identify with this profession. And I feel like I've outgrown this identification. And I also introduced myself to some of the people uh, in the first day uh, and the last day as a yoga teacher. And it was really interesting that I got the same response as when I introduced myself as a scientist. Like, wow, that's so cool. And mm -hmm. I used to think that this reaction was specific to science. Oh, it's because I'm a scientist. People get really excited. But actually, no, I think people just get excited when you are doing something with all your heart. 
and when yeah. you're honest and you know when you're really living your purpose and you love yeah. what you do whatever it yeah. is no it's very true very and it's a very very big realization um i think like when i now recall some of the memories i have as well is that i think for me it was also similar that i don't love like being a hustling entrepreneur i think this was also a realization i had at that time because i remember that there were a few people who i introduced myself as an entrepreneur and then after we had time to talk again they were like asking me about like oh can we do projects together and i was really like oh my god no no <laughs> go away <laughs> yeah i was like no i can't i don't want to like hustle right now i don't want to think about like business models and hustling and um making some something scaling and making it big and and blah 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 for me this is why i'm still like maybe i didn't integrate it fully like, because there was only like really this this other big realization it was like chemistry i don't know like this is what i love my teacher this is I the love... first time i've heard about it yeah really? i know because I didn't, i'm glad i asked you i didn't even tell anyone and, and it came up directly but then i was like can i really tell this like is it is it a bit like weird <laughs> you know no i think it's really cool yeah. And you're an um, adult now. There's nothing stopping you pursuing chemistry. Like you can do anything with your free time. You can become yeah, yeah. a free time um, chemist or I don't know. I mean, exactly. It can be, you know, it can it can can be some part, but it, it was really like I re I remember it um in school really being like and then I was also studying a bit of chemistry because I was studying like chemical economical engineering as a first thing at TU, but then it became really um technical and more like how can I make a you know, like a power plant really efficient. You know, it was uh, about this kind of chemistry. And what I really love is like how atoms and molecules actually come together and do weird yeah. things, you know, like they're yeah. really this kind of level um, chemistry. And um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's something new that it came up now and, and I can see how I can integrate this. But um, this was something which came up. I think it's also very interesting how we become even more similar now josh and i have this inside joke that we're basically like twins from different mothers from different countries yeah. when we first met i uh, told josh about his uh, birth chart in astrology <laughs> <laughs> and so many things were similar it's crazy but yeah. um i feel like it's my challenge as well to integrate my passion for physics because i do love you know i had these ideas about atoms about wilson chamber I love physics. I love figuring out how things work. And I love like this level of atoms and um, energy and stuff. But I think I don't sit in science or I just don't want to be a scientist. Like this is my passion, but you can't really make a startup about, I don't know, just atoms, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit like hard to, to find this passion and apply to professional life without being in academia. So maybe the challenge is to not apply it in professional life, but find mm. some other outlet in your life and in my yeah. life where we can enjoy it and do something else professionally. So. Yeah. But we both oh. love atoms. How crazy is this? I never knew this about us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, it's really true. Um, and I remember also my Mr. Fuchs, if he ever listens to this, he was a big inspiration school time because he was looking like a homeless person you know his car was completely <laughs> like trash but he fucking loved what he did 
you know he he came in like super sweaty whatever in this chemistry room but he he just knew how to put things together and just like you know my eyes were like sparkling um when when i saw this and and i also did chemistry like abitur and, and everything and um yeah and then it somehow got lost on the way i applied once like this this i i can also share like i had when i when i um was going out of the company was before vipassana um and i was thinking like where should i go i was applying for 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 um for new studies i was applying for psychology i was applying to be a teacher in french and chemistry and i was wow. applying for um for economics and in the end i choose i went a pr pragmatic way because economics only took me one and a half years more um and the other two studies would have been another like five years you know new bachelors new masters um but yeah it's it's keeping it's 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 still somehow in my life and maybe you, you know being a teacher is something um where you can we don't have to be in academia and you can apply these things but yeah now maybe it goes a bit too far um in into these things but uh yeah interesting very interesting to bring this memory back I actually just thought about a startup I know and I worked with that design chemical experiments and also virtual reality kids to study chemistry for children. So it's for education. And um, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this later. I'm going to send it to you. Let's see. Oh, yeah. um, but do you practice still? So how is your meditation after Vipassana? Yeah. Um. 15 minutes in the morning and and sometimes in the evening 10 like very honest yeah. after yeah. the practice i did because they recommend you to do one hour in the morning one hour in the evening i did it for for some time even with the recording of Cuenca. yeah um but yeah i still have a practice but not not as much as they recommend what about you same i did one hour in the morning one one hour blah, 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 one hour in the evening um and yeah just a few weeks and then i also went home and and then it was becoming less and less it was like 45 and 30 and now it's 15 in the morning sometimes 10 15 in the evening but honestly like um when i sit i feel like i already achieved something because i feel like for me just like sitting down is the hardest part when i finish when the 15 minute timer rings i feel like oh it's not really enough because i kind of only get into the process after 10 minutes but for some reason i don't prioritize it enough i don't mm. know it's it's interesting like after the practice i felt like it gave me so much i want to so do it again and then it just fades and it's also a bit scary how you know now my mind thinks that googling the best thermos is more important or like should i be eating out of metal tupperware or plastic and you know mm. this is the kind of stuff i think about during my meditation i'm like no, no, coming back to the breath yeah. and um the brain is so lazy oh my god but i also try not to you know make it um i don't try i try not to shame myself for it but i would really like to create kind of a non-negotiable day routine you know something i just don't start my day without and i have some things um like cold shower like hot water with lemon and this somehow feels easy to me, like an ice bath or an ice shower feels easy to me, um, or like yoga, but meditation feels like work. And it feels like I have to really 
make this very strong intention still really requires a lot of willpower just to sit down because my mind yeah. is like no nah, let's do it in the evening let's do it in the evening and i know yeah. we're not going to do it in the evening so we have to yeah. do it in the morning yeah yeah same mm -hmm. same not con i'm consistent but i'm not doing it for a long time long periods yeah. of time yeah. but i mean for me it's and and i have to still say it's it still helps me a lot to um i mean half an hour is for me is is really when it really gets when i also sometimes come to these points of my whole body's dissolving like this is can only happen with me after half an hour um but still already in these 15 minutes like focusing on myself focusing seeing like what thoughts are are there and then it's of course it's different every day sometimes it's shit sometimes it's good sometimes it's like oh my goodness and sometimes it's like whoo i'm so calm amazing um and what you said also like breath going back like okay breathe in and breathe out and then i also start like the thoughts are going away when i wake up anxious or or, or, or something sometimes it's getting worse you know because you just see all these thoughts so it's like yeah yeah but i i like it yeah i like meditation and i think it will stay throughout my life um, it's definitely helping I'm, i i know what you mean because i think although for me it feels like work to make myself do it on rare days where I don't do it, I feel the difference. You know, if yeah. I wake up and I'm late and I'm running, I feel the difference immediately. Even this 15 yeah. minutes, you know, yeah. I feel like somehow I'm just not quite on point, not quite sharp, like anxious, a bit like wobbly. I feel wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. Not physically, but mentally I, wobbly. We, we both, I think we also, I don't know if we have an episode already about it, but we both have this sensitivity, this pretty strong sensitivity. And yeah. for me yeah. as well, it's like exactly what you said before with these two hands, you know, that you have this, you just give yourself that room to be like, okay, I'm connected with myself and I have this room to to react to the world and to not like let the world just like one email comes and I'm like, oh, right. No, like with <laughs> losing my shit exactly you know of course it happens as well but through the meditation already it's like okay I, i can react i can stop and pause oh this email doesn't have to trigger me as much or this call or this yeah um crowd of people or this smell or whatever um yeah i feel like it also gave me a lot more safety because i realized or i'm starting to realize that my safety course like it's reflected in how my environment is like how safe my house is how safe i feel at my work and like socially secure and uh how the government is making me safe and blah 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 but essentially it's just how safe i feel inside because if i don't feel safe with myself if i don't trust myself i mean yeah if i'm gonna get german citizenship tomorrow and all the Uh, burger geld in the world i'm still gonna feel unsafe you know and yeah, this yeah. is what i'm trying to really grow inside of me now this feeling of safety like okay it's a problem okay somebody wants something from me okay finance armed sends a letter whatever i have time i also have time and this and yeah. i have time and the time is gonna pass anyway it's gonna pass yeah. this is gonna go yeah so 100%. not always i'm i'm able to be in this guru mode but definitely more than before yeah awesome. and 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 also safety and then also challenge like for me it really gave me this like wow josh you could sit through these 10 days so yeah. you can deal with with things in life you yeah know? Like definitely you can, like you can deal with shit like yeah yeah and even like of course things happen and sometimes as you said like i'm not in the guru mode and also i go down and up and whatever but yeah you can go back and say like i went through this okay it's fine 
Anita, Anita. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, sometimes we still say it to each other. Anita. Yeah. True. 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 Um. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe let's have like concluding. If you want to go, like if dear listeners, you want to you want to go, maybe each each one of us can share one or two advices. Um, yeah. Um. Okay, I have three things okay. I want to say. Please. First is <laughs> don't wait for this like grand question. Why am I here? Should I quit this relationship? You know, if you have a question, sure, go and meditate on this question. But if you don't have a question and you have this interest or it came, you came across Vipassana, go, try it out, try it out. Second advice, don't expect anything. Don't expect it to be blissful after day five, like I, like I did after what Josh told me. Don't expect it to be painful every day. Just see for yourself how, how it is, is it for you. No one is the same. And third, um, yeah, take warm clothes. I mean, obviously it depends where you do it, but generally sitting down for long times, even if it's um, not winter, is cold. But yeah, in my case, I had like a billion scarves wrapped around me. So really make sure that you're warm, take enough warm clothes. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> what that. What about advice. you? I like that. <laughs> the, the clothing. Um what what are my advices like i think what you said before don't research too much um don't make yourself crazy before if you if it's for you you're gonna get through it you know you don't have to and also don't if you don't want to do it don't do it like right you, it's not yeah. something you have to do but if you want to do it just do it um and and what is my last one um maybe this is something what i learned not from Vipassana, but through other retreats, what people shared with me is like after these spiritual practices, may, you have you you might have some insights about yourself, but people say don't change your your relationship, your place of living, and your job at the same time. That's amazing. I literally had this conversation with my therapist on Friday. Yeah, she told me that during therapy um, intensive coaching that she does because she's like a, a supervisor for the therapist and she does a lot of um learning and teaching and blah 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 she said like after those intensive therapy uh coaching sessions uh, people are told not to change their jobs not to change their relationships not to change their living situation for six months and she told me but at the vipassana they forgot to tell you that yeah i mean you can in in my that's a great with, advice i think in that's my learning you can change two of them like that's what they they say like you you can change two of them together but not all the three of them because yeah. th there are yeah. people you know who just say okay I, I really hate my life and i hate my partner and i hate my my job so i'm gonna go to the jungle and live there now yeah you know yeah. and maybe yeah. this is a bit like maybe you should cook extreme, this idea a bit, a bit more yeah. yeah my my therapist referred to it as like being a childish position because as an adult okay you you may realize that you are not in the comfort zone right now but as an adult we are also um, mature enough to stay in this discomfort and it's important to stay in this discomfort and really like slowly figure out okay what do I do now rather than like really impulsively like a teenager or a child like like a three-year-old in a supermarket laying down and crying like ah I don't want this life yeah I want and a Barbie exactly and that's for example why with this chemistry you know I saw it I I, I, I saw it but I was like okay is this 
is this now the point in your life where you're like, I'm going to fuck everything and I'm going to be, become a chemist, you know? And then you drugs. You just like, <laughs> like reality check it, you know? And, and then you see like, okay, you know, I would say I also struggle right now, but I would say I'm still happy with, with, with the decisions I took, you know, without yeah. being a chemist. Yeah. Maybe I would be a lot happier. I don't know, but it's fine right yeah. now, you know? I mean, I see it very similarly for me. Like, I don't really like being in science. But objectively, right now, I have a science research visa, I have a contract, I'm doing a PhD, like, there are just many things other than my desires that I need to consider, I need to consider my safety, my health, my official status, it's, it's still like, I live in this life, uh, in this world, and I need to play by the rules. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm free to change my profession and the way my life goes but still there are some rules that we generally follow because in the end it's also safer uh, for for me you know it probably wouldn't be very vi wise if i just quit everything and went to live with my mom and was like okay now i'm gonna spend the next two years figuring out what i want yeah um, but again like the listeners you do you exactly if you really yeah. feel like you have to quit as soon as you come yeah. back from vipassana then you do it yeah no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, like how what you, how do you, how how, how you deal with these these things, and being being like in the life you you have, and being an adult, and yeah, everything you said. Wow, I loved our conversation. It was finally, sweet. finally, a month, a month. I have for a month we have tried to record this. You know, I came back from Vipassana a month ago, a bit more, and like every week or every two weeks, we just had to reschedule, reschedule, reschedule. And I was kind of worried that oh, I forgot everything. <laughs> but it's all but, there. But no, it's all there. It's all still there. Yeah. Thank you for this uh, great, beautiful, insightful, interesting conversation. Thank you. Back to you. It was good to remember some of the things and to recall the memories. Now you're going to be the chemist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, and what I decide. Um, thank you for listening, dear listeners. Yes, thank, thank, you, thank you, dear listeners. For being with us. For We hope like you, you get some insights from it. Um, let us know if you will go, if you already went, what your experiences yes. were. You can what... also ask us questions on our social media. Exactly, which is linked in the podcast. And we will link the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, don't. You know, yeah. you decide what you want in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You Maybe you need a Vipassana to decide if you want to follow us. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, let's put the, the dharma.org, the, the website where you can find the yeah. Vipassana sittings in your country or somewhere else. Like I went to a different country to do it. Yeah. Which was actually nice because I wanted to run away at one point and then I thought, well, where am I going to go? I'm staying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yes, yeah. check it out. Cool. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you soon. Stay tuned. <laughs>